Cheers. Cheers. And we're back like a Bucks victory. Woo! They didn't lose. They didn't lose the entire month of February. I lost in that sentence. <laughs> Don't worry, the Bucks got it for you, okay? I almost wanted to tweet at Tony Evers to be like, we gotta extend Black History Month until the Bucks lose. Like, just keep it going. I think that's, like, what's powering Hey, us. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like, I don't get, like, why Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton <laughs> and Joe Ingles and Myers Leonard They're, well, and maybe Goran Dragic are so into Black History Month. But you know what? They're allies. Good for them. They're good teammates. You know, <laughs> and, that, and that's why the team wins right now. So, before we start, uh, first off, we got to do a shot. Okay. And then I have a fantasy baseball question for you. Uh, we didn't get anything wrong last week because I don't think we predicted anything last no, week. No, we didn't. But we're doing this for the people. Thanks, people. So, my fantasy baseball team, I'm in a keeper league. I inherited this team. I didn't draft this team. But, okay, so I just want to go over my outfield because it sucks. I have <laughs> to have the worst outfield in the league. Okay. Byron Buxton, not bad. All right, all right. Alex Verdugo, not bad. Not great. Like, for a keeper league, is he in the top 30 outfielders for you? Probably not. Top 30? Yeah. He might be like a 280-90 guy. Okay, well, let's see his pre- uh, projections. Uh, 280, 75 runs, 11 home runs, 74 11 RBIs home runs? Seriously, though? Yeah, so he's just Christian Yelich with a little bit with less average. power and a little bit more average. I really, honestly, I thought he had a little more pop than that. I had heard he was like a 280-90 guy, which I really like now because 280 is the new 300. <laughs> That's 380 in today's <laughs> game. <laughs> you add 100. Uh, and then... Uh, really bad. Uh, Jack Peterson. I don't even think he starts anymore. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't think he starts for the... Uh, Giants? For the Giants, Look yeah. up his stats. Uh, I thought he did good last year. Maybe I'm... 249, 53 runs, 20 home runs, 60 RBIs, 2 stolen bases. Okay, you're right. Now. Oh, wait, no, that's actually his projections. Oh. Uh, 274, 23 home runs, 70 RBIs, 3 stolen bases. Okay, I mean so, he's. But not... they're projecting him to be worse, so he's yeah. past his prime. He's on the downhill. Huh. Dude, because playing against the Brewers, he looked fantastic. If he played against the Brewers, he'd be Hank Aaron. And he cuss out all our fans when we call him a bitch or whatever, and then he comes through and. That was great. I might have to find that. Clip. You know what hurts me about that? That clip might go right is here. Is we're not like that for the most part as a fan base. Fly ball, deep right center. And as Jock Peterson is going to touch home plate here, he's going to look right at those fans. And, of course, like, the one time somebody does it. You can have a little too many beers here. Yeah, yeah that could happen. And also, I feel like a lot of people either loved him or hated him with the, the like, pearl necklace thing and being very braggadocious. And he beat the Brewers. So I feel like we're we're people who can be a little sour grapey. Yeah. You well, know, so. We have a lot of reasons to be sour grapes. <laughs> we lose the playoffs a lot. Our, okay? our grapes are so sour. But the real reason I brought you I brought you all together today. Is this an intervention? Yeah, for my fantasy baseball team. <laughs> 
I can only keep two of the three. So oh. where my team is actually really good, or was good, was uh, the starting pitching. So I have it narrowed down to three starting pitchers. Garrett Cole, I'm keeping him. Don't even gotta ask. Okay, good. Kevin Gossman. Okay. Really good. Yeah. Max Freed. Gossman oh. or Freed? Who are you keeping? You, you got any stats for me? Yeah, yeah, You got to yeah, help yeah. me a little bit. Bro, why do you expect me to just know everything off the top of my head? There's like a baseball reference over here. You know, I don't know. Okay, the guy who has an etymology dictionary at his house. <laughs> I think he knows everything. Ask me an etymology question, okay? Don't ask me, what is Gossman righty? Uh, So, let's see here. Why does it not Because then do you keep free just because he's a lefty? Uh, it just says starting pitcher, so... Are you one of those guys? Uh, anyway... Uh, projections for 2023. Okay. 13 and 8, 220 Ks, so a little bit of an uptick. You only had 205. Uh, 334 ERA, 108 whip, projected fantasy points 399.1. That's for who? That's Gossman. Okay. Freed, 14 and 7. Last year he was 14 and 7. Save zero. Uh, a little bit of an uptick in Ks. So he's not a huge strikeout guy. He's going from 170 to 174. So you lose a little bit on the strikeouts, which is where you get a lot of your points. Okay. Uh, ERA, last year he was a 248. This year they're projecting him as a 215. And then his whip is going to go up a little bit from 101 to 112 projected. Fantasy points, 372.7. So less points... Does ERA do anything for you in, in fantasy? Uh, so you lose a point for like each run you give up. So you're less likely to lose Because that 2-whatever, two 2-14, what are they? 2-48. 2-48? Ooh, yeah. I like that. That sounds good. Now, the other thing, too. Stats it's a, and points, I guess, Gossman. Gossman. But isn't Gossman a little bit of like a one-hit wonder where Freed is like a young up-and-comer? He's a, It's a keeper league. So I'd rather have Freed going okay. forward, All I right. think. And I think I'm leaning Freed, but I could be talked into Gossman. But yeah, now when you say the future, though, now you talk me into Freed. Ah, do we just switch? No. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is my fantasy baseball team was terrible. Like I said, I inherited it. R.I.P. Pat. Pour some out for the homie. I have the second pick in the draft, so I could just draft Gossman, too, with my second pick. I could draft Freed, too. Like, I'm assuming that there's going to be one person better. Who would you pick number one right now? I don't know. I know it's hard to say because people haven't, like, finished updating their rosters yet. So okay. you'll but have to right see now, who gets dropped. No. If everyone was free, who would you pick right now? Oh, if, if everyone was free. Yeah. Like, who's your number one pick? Um, Otani. Otani would be up there, but I think you want... Like, somebody a little bit younger who you can keep. Like, Otani scares me because I just feel like he's going to blow out his arm at some point. I want somebody younger. Like, why Why do I feel like there's an obvious answer and I can't think of it? Um, a pitcher or a hitter? I don't know. What, what's better? What would you pick? So, in a not-keeper league, you would definitely go hitter because you get way more points for a hitter. Okay. Um, so, like, a Juan Soto type, maybe? Mm. Um Somebody young who you would have for a long time, I think is where where I would go. Like you would you don't want him like a Vlad Jr. Somebody like that. Okay. I don't know if you want the best person 
for like just this year. And this right, right. League. You're looking more you for want, yeah, overall long term. You want a young guy with a ton of potential, like a Ronald Acuna. Sure, sure. I tried to trade for him. I got laughed at. <laughs> so, what's your final answer? Freed or Gossman? Freed. Freed. I think I'm leaning Freed, too. All right. Yeah, you sold me on the long-term thing. If it was just points right now, I guess Gossman, but... Also, think about, like, the park, right? Because Gossman's, he's Blue Jays, Freed, Braves. The Blue Jays play in a little bandbox. Right. That's a softball yeah. field. And that's why when we were talking about Peterson... I was like, that park, I feel like, is not kind anyways. Yeah. But then that big, tall wall in in uh, right field. Yeah, for a lefty. You know, one guy was able to hit him out of there <laughs> with consistency, okay? Um, but not everybody. It's not for everybody. So definitely park plays into it. I guess Freed. Freed for, like you said, if it's a, you're building a franchise. So let's switch gears a little bit. The Bucks appear to be the favorite to sign Goran Dragic. He was great 10 years ago. He was really good two years ago. I think what? he's fallen off a little bit. Okay. All right. I did like him. I'm not going to lie. I was So a he's the one like, guy you liked. 10 years ago. 10 years Ten, ago. Like, like when, on the Suns? When he was leaving the Suns, you know how there was that big like, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Was he there with Eric Bledsoe? He had to be, right? Probably, yeah. I was... I was interested. I wanted like the Bucks to somehow get him when he was leaving the Suns. Back then, they weren't very good, and that was never going to happen. And so for me now, it's like it's like we're getting all these guys where I'm like, you know, I don't know. We're getting them obviously past their prime. Like you said, I was excited about this move. I don't know, ten years ago or so. So now I just don't really see how it helps the team. We have a lot of guys that. Maybe he's a little better ball handler and passer, you know, than some of the guys. But I feel like he doesn't provide much more than what we already have. I like, he's a guy who can get hot offensively. Um, We needed that in the Boston series last year. I feel like every move we make is somewhat in the mold of we need to beat Boston. And last year, once Middleton got hurt... We didn't have anybody who could be a playmaker. Okay. We So it was Giannis and the school of the blind for a little bit. <laughs> and they could take a lot of liberties, right? And they were like, right, fine. Giannis, you can score 50. We don't care. Because right. the rest of your team might only score 30 combined. Portis, Connaughton really let the team down. Grayson let the team down. George Hill really let the team down. Now it seems like... We need, like, we just really need that guy who, if Middleton happens to get hurt or has to miss a game, like, let's say he gets the flu for a game and can't play, we're we're just looking for that guy who can fill that role. It does seem, like, I don't, I don't know if Goran Dragic is even better than Javon Carter at this point. No. And we were talking about that a little off-air. And I think especially because of Javon's tenacity on defense and his energy, I, I don't really see what we gain out of that move. Um, well, I so, mean, I mean, if that's the roster spot we got was Goran Dragic, like I, it was a cool name. He's better than just having like a blank spot on the bench, right? 
he, sure. We had 14 guys in the roster. He's not, like we did cut Mamu, but I yeah. think we're just So it's like after that after like waving Mamu, you know, and I was a fan, I'm not going to lie. I just don't see how this helps us that much, but you know, I don't know it's a cool name to say he was on the Bucks, you know. He would have never went here 10 years ago. And now look at us. You know? he, he could fill the Jeff Teague role too. Jeff Teague wasn't great for the Bucks, and then all of a sudden, like one game against the Hawks, he goes three of three from three pointers. <laughs> I could see Goran Dragic doing that in a playoff. So series. pick a former team, right? Yeah. Well, he has been on a lot of them. All right, all right. He was. So that's our plan. We, we, have, we very well could play Miami in the first one round. Good revenge game. We got Goran. The Dragon. So are you playing Dragic? You're not playing him over Carter. Are you playing him over Ingles? I guess I'd have to see. Yeah. Like, right? We'll, so we'll have can, to see what he does. Yeah. And then maybe. For me, it's a maybe. Their stats look pretty darn similar um, when we're looking at them. So, like similar points per game and, well, I guess maybe not. Well, Dragic like, is going to stay in front of his man a lot better on the defensive end. There's times Joe Ingles... Looks really bad, for sure. Like, dude, take mm. the concrete out of your boots. Or, like, he just looks so half. He doesn't want to contest, but he doesn't want to not. So and he, he fouls kinda, a lot so for he just a guy his, who has that mindset. He just throws his chest in the way and then ends up getting stumbled and then just looks kind of silly, so they call a foul on it. That happens once a half, probably, I'd say. Like so I said. If we could see that less. Every move we make... Is somewhat determined just to be Boston. So Goran Dragic, a solid defender, solid offensively. They're not going to hunt him on the offensive end if right. it's Boston. So They're not going to be like, oh, if we can switch Jason Tatum onto Goran Dragic. Now they will absolutely do that with Joe Ingles. Okay, right. More of a reputation for that. Yeah, they're but. well. I mean, we even saw it. Um, in what was almost the catastrophe game, right? With uh, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon and Sam Hauser starting for the Boston Celtics. All they did was just hunt Joe Ingles. Derek White, like, took Joe Ingles' money. Like, he took his lunch money that whole game. And Derek White, solid player. He's not going to get a ton of minutes in the playoffs. Like, he's not going to get Jason Tatum minutes. No, well, no, nobody is. But, no, I guess... I guess that's maybe he can do a little better defensively, probably than Joe, because it doesn't take a lot really to do that. But I don't know. Again, you know, I mean, is he playing over Crowder? There isn't a younger guy that we, that was out there. I mean, probably not. It's a buyout market, right? Like, that's true. That's true. He's, he's a buyout him. guy. He's a guy who. He, he's trying to coattail his way to another ring, and Giannis is a really long coattail. <laughs> like I don't have a problem with Dragic doing it. I don't have a problem with the Bucks doing it. But you got to level set early and be like, dude, you might not play that much on this team. And I think that's a really good thing for the Bucks because we've seen Bucks teams in which Goran Dragic probably would have been the best player on the team. Well, he was probably a better player at the time too. Well, yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> Who do you want to see him play over? Final answer. You can say nobody. Maybe Joe Ingles to be determined. Maybe Joe Ingles. Wesley Matthews? Maybe. I feel like Wes is like, he gave some good minutes, but his minutes 
have been vast, like greatly reduced. Okay, I'll so, say uh, maybe Joe. I'll say Ingles and Matthews. So I think right now he might be the ninth best guy on the Bucks. I think he's a good player though. I don't think he's the ninth best guy because he sucks. I think he's the ninth best guy because the Bucks are really fucking good. Oh, good. Hell yeah. It's nice to say that. I, I can't even make that joke anymore. Like, I used to be like, for once ever, and it's like, damn. Yeah, we've been so <laughs> fucking good for so long. I can't even. And I'm happy about it. Oh, yeah. It feels good. You know, the old, the old meme. So, if the playoffs started today, including Goran Dragage. Including Goran Dragic. A little premature. Give me your 10-man rotation. So do you want me to give you my 10-man? Yeah. Drew Holiday at the 1. Grayson Allen at the 2. Chris Middleton at the 3. Giannis at the 4. Brooke Lopez at the 5. And then my backups are going to be Carter at the 1. Connaughton at the two. Now, the three is where you... This is where you can have some fun, I feel like. So you can either say... You could say Dragage, You could say Matthews. You could say Ingles. You could say none of the above. But I'm personally, right now, going to say Ingles. Crowder is my backup four. Portis is my backup five. That's my 10-man right there. So I had Holiday, Allen, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez, Carter, Connaughton, Ingles, Crowder, Portis. Not in that order. That's just you no. know, one through five, one through five. That's where I'm going with it. I don't know. I mean, in a Boston playoff series, though, like Boston, I feel like they're so good they change everything. I would put Matthews ahead of. I guess my question is, who I would do put we, Matthews ahead of Ingles. Who do we leave off? Vanessa's Marjan, AJ, Myers, and then Dragic. Yeah, Dragic. Yeah. I I can't really pick one of those guys that I would rather have. Like, yeah, it's hard to see Dragic getting any minutes if it's not over Javon Carter. And like, I don't know, maybe somebody for Matthews or Ingles. You're you're right. So I'd have to see the last month. Those are the, you know, those are my weakest spots, I guess. <laughs> those guys. So the Bucks have won 16 in a row. They play Philly tomorrow. Where does the streak end? Do you think it ends tomorrow? I think there's a pretty legitimate chance just because it's so hard to win consistently like this. I don't think the 76ers are better. I no. just think, like, this is as good of a chance as any, if not. That's a good point. After that, it's the Wizards away, Magic away. They'll be both of those teams. Nets at home, I think they'll win. Warriors, I think they win, even though the Warriors have been playing a little bit better than the Kings. The Kings, they're a good team. I think a lot of people underestimate the Kings, so would you go the Kings? I think I'm going to go one more and say the Suns. So what does that get us to if we're at 16 now and 17, 18, 19, 20... 21, 20, I think it's going 22. Wow. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling 22. You should write a song. Like Taylor Swift? Oh, they did that already? <laughs> Shit. 
Um, like tomorrow or the Suns or the Kings, I think. It could be a random game, right? It could be, and we don't know. They could bench somebody for, you know, like they could rest Giannis. Chris, Give me the Drew. Warriors. You're going Warriors. Yeah. Okay. They'll win four more. The day after your birthday. That's right. Um, yeah. So give me the Warriors. They'll lose then. Otherwise, we'll do a shot. Or even if they do, then we'll do a shot. So. There you go. The Bucks lose. We do a shot. If they don't, if they don't lose. Still. We do a shot. That's because we're always winners here in Thurston Ten World. So let's talk about the team in spring training. The Milwaukee Brewers. And let's not just talk about the Brewers. Let's talk about the MLB as a whole. I want to get your thoughts on the rule changes. It's There's three big ones. So we'll go rule by rule and see if you like it, if you don't like it. And then we'll oh, go from there. Okay. So yeah. the big one is the pitch timer. Yeah. People are pissed. Some people love it. 15 seconds with the bases empty. 20 seconds with runners on. Hitters get one timeout per plate appearance. Mm-hmm. Must be in the batter's box with eight seconds left. I feel like that's the one nobody's talking about. So really it's a seven-second timer for the hitter. Sure. You know, you can't do the Nomar Garcia Parra anymore. Right, right. It definitely takes that away where you got to step out. Oh, that's the rule I was... Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to do a bonus rule. So there's four rules. Um, but anyway, pitch timer. Are you a fan or are you not a fan? I'm a fan. Um, it speeds things up generally. It takes away from the, like, having to do the Ryan Braun or Derek Jeter thing where you have a super elaborate, like, between pitch thing. Mm-hmm. got to take my gloves off and wave them in the air, you know, and then waggle the bat. <laughs> do this, like, 20-second thing that just is unnecessary. And you know when you find out, you know when you realize it's unnecessary? When you're playing bar league softball and the guy has to step out of the box and do the whole Derek Jeter and waggle his bat, you know what I mean, and step into the dirt yeah, between that, every pitch. The whole team will talk shit to that and guy. And it's like, dude, if if big leaders didn't do this shit at all, I think dumbass bar dudes wouldn't do it either. So I think I like it in that respect. The one thing I don't like with the pitch clock, you got to be in at eight seconds. So I feel like Max Scherzer said like he's going to fuck with it. You can just kind of, the pitcher can just stare at you then for seven seconds. And the batter can't really step And he's out. got two different colored eyes. That's got to be intimidating That's creepy. as fuck. I think just in general, because hitters would normally have just stepped out. After three, four seconds, you don't like it. And you can't really do that anymore. So I think that kind of favors the pitcher. Um, overall, I like it. Hold on. Can you scroll back up a little bit? I am mostly in agreement. I'm like 90% of the way there. I think this is good for the game. But I think it's good for the game if the players buy in. So far, it looks like they are. But I am absolutely terrified of a bases-loaded ninth inning. Devin Williams is on the mound. Oh, violation. Yeah, steps off. And all of a sudden, he start he's starting one and zero, or it's a full or count. even the other way. Yeah, I mean, as a hitter, and yeah. you're not in by whatever, and you get the third strike. Yeah, like someone's gonna lose on I, a ninth inning third strike. Oh, it's gonna happen for sure, and people fun. are gonna people are gonna lose their minds. Their minds. But I think it's good for the game of baseball. I do think there should maybe be 
a little bit of discretion from the umpires. Can you discretion it at, with with like two outs in the ninth or something? I like I, I don't want to pitch. I don't want a pitch clock to end the game. I, like, yeah, for sure. That's where I'm at. Too. You know, people are like I don't want the refs to decide the football game. You know, a lot of people say in the Super Bowl, like that's I don't want the umps to decide the game here or like the clock. You know, in the ninth inning, I just want. The rat or the umpire to be like, oh, baseball. Hey, reset. hey, throw, throw the ball. We're gonna reset it. <laughs> yeah, just throw the ball. I'm all right. If you do it continuously, fine. I mm. get it. But overall, I think this is a good rule for the game of baseball. I, I know the baseball peers don't like it. No. And in a way, I kind Not of get it. I get why. I really do. I get. Like, what's fun for people who like baseball? is to talk about baseball, and you have a ton of time in between pitches. So if you're at a baseball game, you're watching with a buddy who really gets baseball, and it's a 3-2 count, Corbin Burns is on the mound, and you're like, you know, mm-hmm. does he dare throw the slider What's in the dirt? Doing? There's a runner on third. Oh, what, he, what does he do, you know? Did he shake him off three times? Yeah. You no. Know, now he punches the thing on his own glove yeah. and fucking just hucks it in there in <laughs> 15 seconds or less. Like, you know, you're right. It takes away that... That like deliberateness, yeah, you know, and like kind of, and I think sometimes that builds the drama. Like strategy. you're you're a film guy, you know about building sure, drama. Sure. You can be too long sometimes, though. You know, I've heard that before. <laughs> Not a bad problem to have, unless you know it's screen time. Unless she says "ow," or <laughs> yeah, or you're like that one guy they call it the human rain delay. You know, it takes you forever to pitch an inning. So overall, good. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on. Shift restrictions. Now, I'm going to say this is my favorite one, and I think it's going to be one of the least favorite ones. I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, just don't hit it there. Just don't hit it there. And in my mind, I have two points to make. When the shift first got popular, probably ten years ago, my first thought was, man, I bet if I had a time machine and I could look 10 years into the future, into baseball, we're just going to see a bunch of like lefty slap hitters just hitting the ball over the third baseman's head like you see in like <laughs> Japan, you see it in like girls softball. I was like, that's going to be like what people just end up doing. The shift is so stupid. There's no way that this is going to last. In fact, okay. And in retrospect... Guys went, I'll just try to hit a home run. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to try to get it through the shift. You can't shift there, like yeah. in the bleachers. I'm just going to try to hit it out. And I feel like that's really bad for the game of baseball. Yeah. They try and play it off because there's more home runs overall. But it's like everyone hits 200. But you might hit 35, you know? And in the end, I don't know. It's kind of boring when everything's feast or famine. Yeah. My second point... The game of baseball is just better when there's runners on base. Especially sure. now, though. You can't throw over 100 times. You're a suspense guy. You just said it. If Christian Yelich is at the plate, runners on first and third, Uh-oh. one out, he hits a ball to the shortstop in the hole, can he beat the relay throw to first? You know, like, that. that's good drama for me. We really hit it to shortstop. Well, you know, hits it, hits it to the shortstop. And the shortstop right. can't be in the hole? And the shortstop, 
you know, like he hits it, you know, just a couple steps to the right of the shortstop. Sure. The shortstop has to go towards third base. Shortstop's right. Not okay, see, but that would have been a hit if they could have played the shift. But that just would have dribbled right through. But there probably wouldn't have been people on base. So <laughs> Okay, alright. The overall like I wanna I wanna cause some drama and argue with you on this one, but I, I like it overall because I think especially Christian Yelich was a guy who got a lot of hits up the middle when he was killing it. Give us those back, okay? <laughs> you know, it's not fair. The other thing, um, a lot of people keep saying, you know, just don't hit it there. And my third argument or my second argument, whatever argument I'm on against that. So how do you feel about the three-second violation in the NBA? How do you feel about you need to have seven guys on the line of scrimmage in the NFL? Or like, all these rules in the NFL kind of, right? Yeah. With the you, you can draft. make so many arguments about so many rules right now. And in my mind, these are games. And what makes a game a game is that it has rules. Just like you can say, you can't camp out in the paint for 24 seconds. You can't put zero guys on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I think it, like going back to what you said, where guys just try to hit home runs. Yeah. Like, it, it plays into that. And like you said, it makes it kind of, it's less exciting. You know, especially if you're down by a few. Well, it's like your your chance now is like, we could hit four home runs in a row. It's not like we could get some runners on and get, you know, an inning started. That's less likely to happen. So I'm with you. I like the shift restriction. Uh, we're in agreement. Now, this is the one that I think I have the least opinion about is the bigger bases. I uh, hate it. First, second, and third base increased from 15 to 18-inch squares. Uh, it's inspected to have a positive impact on player safety. Disagree. So, yeah, reduce of several inches depending on where you go. Um, they think, though, it had a reduced injury events in the minor leagues by 13% in 2022. So, I was playing first base one time in a what little league game. That? And the guy hit a ball right down the line. And it hit right off the base, ricocheted up, and hit me right in the face. Oof. Now this is going to happen more. Brain injuries are not a joke. Wear a helmet, bro. You can wear a helmet at first base. You know, you could probably get the whole like cage. Tino Martinez, was he the one who did that? Sure. You can get the whole case. You can get whatever makes you feel comfortable. I never thought about it uh, in that sense that... It's more distance to get pegged in the face <laughs> by a bounce of ball. a high hopper. You're right, though. You're right. Um, I guess I like it. Here's why I guess is, like, I play first base, too. And so if you're trying to – if you're on the bag trying to get that throw, you're now a little closer to the thrower, right? You are. But he's so also closer he- to the thing. But so you're further closing. away from the guy who's running into you. I, think, I like that as an infielder. I think where it's going to make a little bit more of an impact. Now, maybe it will make a big impact on that throw to first base. Maybe, you know, nobody is going to get Manny Machado'd and get their foot stepped on. No, he'll still but get you. Are people going to be more willing to steal bases? Because, you know, you did just reduce it. I saw that somewhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, the definitely Re- distance reduced mercy. by three feet from first to oh inches. three inches. inches okay, yeah. I was like, wait, is that like math? If you could first to third it and three feet less, but I think people are going to be more willing to try to steal bases. Like I said, that's a good thing for suspense. Um, either way, not a huge fan. Like I don't know. I think they're doing too much. On to the fourth one though. If you can scroll back up to. Um, I do definitely doing too much. Limit on pickoff attempts. Two two disengagements per batter. Yeah. So you can so only throw up. over twice, and then you got to get them on the third one. So you can throw over a third time, Oh. but if you don't get them, I think it's just it's either a balk or he just gets second. I'm not 100% sure on the rule on this one. Violations are a block. It says here. Um, I don't like this one because I think it gives like a big... It gives the runner a big advantage here. Like See, to me, the over... There was the overdoing on the pickoffs. Yeah. Where it seemed like guys didn't even... Like you're supposed to throw the other way, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like they didn't even... They would just keep throwing over to first... I get it, but to me too, especially if you got have a guy who's really fast. You know what I mean? How can you really keep him on if you can only if you can only step off or throw twice? So this one I guess I don't like as much. I'm intrigued to see how this impacts the game. Or like so if the guy just threw over once, are you just gonna take a huge lead and be like, he's not gonna dare throw over twice? Because if he throws over twice, you can basically just take the next base. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued to see the cat-mouse game, but I'm fully willing to admit that it might suck. And because of the clock, and, too, right? Yeah. So it, there's only so much time to really think as a pitcher. So I, I'm intrigued to see it, but this could be the one that do you like more steal falls attempts? flat on his face. I do like steal attempts. Like I said, I like, I like the ball in play. I like runners on base. I like the runners trying to steal a little bit. I think that's all good for baseball. I think this is designed to increase all of that. I think it will. 26% increase in stolen base attempts there in you the go. minors. There you go. I used to be fast. I'm not anymore. I was never fast. <laughs> I used to be a base dealer. I mean, everyone, I still bases in Little League, though. Like, <laughs> you know, if the catcher's just going to roll it there, like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. To me, a little too unfair. To the pitcher. Don't like it. You don't like it? Okay, no. fair enough. Like I said, I'm intrigued, but I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. So let's move on. Uh, we can go over the next two quick. What would it take for you to say Christian Yelich is back? So I'm going to just look he, at his most recent stats. What? He hit a home run in his first at bat, leadoff, first at bat, home run. So I'm already like he's back. I've already committed. I bought the jersey. That's all it took. I bought the new city jersey. I got a Christian Yelich tattoo on my forehead. I said Christian Yelich is back. What, what would it take for you? So you got it on your forehead, not on your back. Because that would have been the, you know. Yelich is back. Yes. Oh, okay. There we I'm going to take Tomorrow. that if. Tomorrow when we do the Trentisode, if 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 Christian Yelich can hit two sixty or better with twenty home runs, 
then get him on your back. Okay, because he's back. Because <laughs> he's back. I need 20 home runs, and he's been 252 last year. Year before that, 248. I want to see a good 260. So, in all seriousness, I have an actual, like, quantitative measure that I want to see. I don't know, like, how I'm going to quantify it, but I just don't want to see him strike out or hit the ball on the ground. I want to see him hit fly balls. If you see him fly balls, even if he's not hitting them out, not so hitting for average. Yeah. I, I want to see him, you know, hitting. That's how you quantify that. Launch angle. There you man. go. Launch angle. That's what it would take for me to say, yeah, is back. I think we're going way over on our time. We Just lo- kidding. We don't have a time. <laughs> we have a great time. Okay? <laughs> don't forget that. What do you got? What do you got? You got something else? UFC predictions. So we got John Jones versus Cyril Gunn. I think... What's it called? What number is it? UFC 285. Yeah. Let's start with Valentina, Alex Grasso. Valentina, minus 900. Alex Grasso, plus 600. That's a gimme, right? See, yes. But I think this one's going to, could be, uh, closer than it is here on the lines because it's not close at all. But I do think Shevchenko's grappling will guide her to a win there. So I'll go with the bullet. Yeah, give me the bullet. I... I think she had a bad fight last time, and now she's kind of just free money. You don't even have to bet that much. Like you said, to bet like twelve hundred to get a hundred bucks back. Now it's only nine hundred. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy money. Um, let's do Jones gone. We started with it. Yeah. Um, these are the toughest fights to predict. Like the fights in which outside circumstances make it impossible to know what's going to happen. Wait, three years. Three, yeah, years, three for years for Jones. Jones was the greatest of all time. Do we see Jones lose for the first time? But to me, also, Cyril Gunn, and it's got an accent on his E here on this website. So I got Cyril Gunn A on this one. Um, not great in grappling. So maybe that's where the difference lies here. Um, so I think maybe Jones grapples him. Give me John Jones. But who knows what to expect? I think that's the injury. You know. See, I thought you were gonna take the French guy. Ganet? Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna take him. He's fought like six times in the last three years in he the UFC. Not, he did not really impress me in the in the Ngaru fight. I don't think he was expecting to get taken down. In this one, he has to expect Jones to wrestle. If you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready, you know? Well, Jones hasn't stayed ready. But he gets ready awful lot. He gets ready. Yeah, give me Jones. Damn. I'm well. bummed. Also, did you hear all the rumor that uh, John Jones and Valentina are fucking? No, I did not hear that rumor. And if that's true, Ugh. those kids. Please, we need them, right? Or they're going to like, they're crazy that's people. the Antichrist. Okay, I was thinking more for like the greatest fighter of all time. If Come they see. just fight. He can speak eight great. languages. He's he born just... He actually has eight limbs. <laughs> or she. You know, I don't know. Yeah. They have eight limbs, actually. They're a literal Muay Thai being. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whoever that kid fights. I'm shipping it. You know, as the kids say. <laughs> All right. Any more MMA? Talk? Uh, if you want to do more, we can, but... What else you got? I don't have any more. I mean, I think we're good. 
kidding. Cody Garbrandt. He fights a guy I've never heard of. Trevin Jones. Trevin Tre- Jones. Trevin Jones. Garbrandt is the favorite here. Give me Trevin, because I took him in DraftKings. <laughs> I always know to go against the guy you pick in DraftKings. Uh, then one of us wins. Uh, give me Cody Garbrandt, I No guess. love. Also, uh, Bo Nickel fights. So I thought Valentina was a huge favorite. She's minus 900. Bo Nickel, minus 2,000? Like, that's like, what? Tyson, who was it? Tyson, uh, when he got knocked out. Who, who did he fight? Buster Douglas. Yeah, Tyson Douglas. Okay, the dude's 13 and 8, though. You know, so, like, like, um, like, we could beat him in a fight. His leg reach is 0 inches, so I do think maybe we could His beat nickname's him. the Night Wolf. I like that, though. I'm not mad at his nickname, and uh, Chris Weidman talked him up. I think he got to go a nickel there, still. Yeah, I think so that's, that's free money. Uh, that's a scary number. That, that one is uh, literally free money. All right, now you want to funzy it up? Yeah, that's funzy. If you could change one rule in any sport, what would it be and why? Uh, I'm going to go baseball because there haven't been enough rule changes in baseball recently. I'm a bit, the kids would say a boomer, okay? I'm a (laughs) bit of a purist or a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. You know, give me a four-hour game. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go... No bat flip. Okay? No bat flip. No home run celebration. Okay, if they have to do some kind of clock, if they have to count the revolutions of the bat, okay. I don't care. You know the NFL? You know, they make the joke with the Hingle McCringleberry and you get two pumps and it's a flag. I want an over-celebration in baseball. Maybe throw a strike on to the next guy. Can I make an amendment to your rule? It depends if I like it or not. You can you can present an amendment. No bat flip unless you're batting over three hundred. Deal. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. If you're batting two ninety eight and you just run into one, oh yeah. No. But if you're like, I don't want to see the guy who's batting two twelve <laughs> who has struck out three times in a row in the game. and the pitcher has just put his head down and walked back to the dugout every single time and then hits one out. And then Michael Jackson moonwalks to first base, bad flipping, and goes, I thought we could have fun. <laughs> yeah. I thought we could have fun. Like, get a fucking hit if you want to have fun. Yeah, okay. I'll take the amendment. Amendment passed. Okay. 300, but, you could bat flip. If you're batting over 300, you can bat flip. Mike Trout can, like, somersault his whole way to first base. I don't care. When he's healthy. He'd probably hurt himself if he did a somersault. Be careful, Mike. <laughs> I have two rules that I want to see changed. Wow, you're so bureaucratic. They call me the DMV. <laughs> That's true, actually. I did <laughs> say that earlier. Two rules. First one, I think this one could actually happen. The second one is never going to happen, but I think it would improve. But here's the first one. Get rid of the overtime rules in the NFL. Completely scrap them. And instead, each team is going to get the ball on the 20-yard line. And they are going to run the two-minute drill. Except the clock is going to go up. 
clock isn't going to go down anymore. And it's going to time how long it takes you to score a touchdown. There's no field goals. There's no turnovers. So like, even if you get a turnover, if you get like an interception, it's going to add a minute to your time. Oh, what? Yep. Yep. Just adds a minute. Okay. Four and out, adds a minute. You have to score. Do you stay where you are? Yep. You'll stay where you are. If you go four and out, you'll just start back over at first and ten. Wow. First and ten. Yeah. And then the other team gets to beat your time. Okay. So, I like that idea. So if you can score a touchdown in 58 seconds and the other team goes four and out, that adds a minute to their time, they're done. Hmm. Waving it off. They throw a pick, they're done. That way, both teams get to touch the ball. I don't want to see any more Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen didn't even get to touch the ball. This fixes that. I I think this is genius. I don't get like why they haven't done it already. I think this is more fun than the college version. I don't know about the add a minute thing. I think that would add uh, minutes to the game. Uh, you, they'd have to stuff a whole lot of commercials in there somehow. But I do like the idea of the kind of time battle thing. Like time trial drive. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. I think that's way better. And both teams get to touch the ball. You don't like necessarily have to pick offense or defense. Yeah. That I do want. You know, I mean, you could pick first or second. And I think that would be the big thing, right? You want to go second. Yeah, I think you want to go second. I mean, maybe you want to set the bar, but... It's up to you. Either way, you just tied in a 60-minute football game, so you're clearly not head and shoulders better than anybody at that point. So, uh, my second one, though. The NBA. Gotta fix the flopping. So here is my rule to fix the flopping. If you fall down and there is no contact, or very minimal contact, you have to go into concussion protocol. There will be a fourth referee somewhere in a booth who will buzz down be like, hey, Marcus Smart just fell. Nobody touched him. Nobody touched him. In my mind, I think he might have a head injury. Yeah, he's delusional. Yeah, he doesn't look like he has any balance. Head injuries are not to be a joke. You gotta put that guy in concussion protocol. Get him in front of a doctor. Prove that, you know, his hand-eye coordination and his neurons are functioning correctly. Firing. There you go. Like, that'll never happen. (laughs) But I think it would fix it. I want some kind of something, you know, because there is the flap. I think it is. There is a rule. Um, But you never really see it enforced a whole lot. You do see a lot of exaggeration of contact. So something that would um, that would quell that would be cool. I agree with you there, you know? All right. So we're in agreement. Yeah. All three rules work. All three of our rules. I think yeah. we're all in agreement. We're just making sports better. Every know? day. Like Rob Manfred. <laughs> well. <laughs> Is that two first names? I mean, I think Manfred used to be a first name. In right? German, right? Like, if you were like Manfred Werner or some shit. What does that mean? You're the German guy. Uh, you don't know that one? Uh, like, Manfred, I think it's literally just a first name. That's it? Yeah, Manfred. Because okay. it sounds cool? That's how they do that? Yeah, maybe. 
Anyway, that's Marcus. I'm Jimmy. Follow us on Twitter, like and subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, iHeart, Google, Google Pod, Apple. Amazon, Apple. I gotta take a piss. This has been fun. Keep it real. Peace. And I'd like to take this minute to wish Marcus a very early, but very happy, 31st birthday. You've accomplished so much in your life, and you're a beautiful soul. And to that, I say cheers. Woo! Oh, sweet.